Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! And now... Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall. The noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there joining us live in studio to go off the rails. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. How are you, Rob? Uh, I am great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Let's start with a question for you guys, though. Whose house am I coming over to at 1.30 in the morning to watch the Ryder Cup with? <laughs> well, I don't even think they do You could have said it. 8.30 at night, and Nigel would already be passed out. Yeah. Some people would say asleep, yeah. but let's just keep it real. He'd be passed out. Yeah, the wife's been gone this week. So. I can I can hear your kids now. Daddy, why is Rob Kendall drunk on Fireball in our garage watching golf? <laughs> okay. I know you and Hammer got into it pretty good about this last week in terms of Donald Trump. Can we we all agree now that it's the best thing for Donald Trump not to participate in these debates after whatever it is that we watched last night on oh, Fox. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, my argument wasn't that it's not best for Trump. I think I agreed with you that it is. I'm saying what was best for the people, at least I thought, was, was to be to stand up in front of the people and answer questions. But you've got the Republican Party is a joke. I mean, Ron, Rona Rana and and the rest of the RNC is Rana McDaniel. Yeah, it's just a they're they're a joke. I mean, that was embarrassing. Those moderators were awful. The, the contestants were terrible. The contestants lighting, like it's a game it, show. Well, it is. That's what they turned it into. It was. I mean, it's just people inaudibly shouting over each other. I, uh, th- th- this party and, and think about if you think about if you were an undecided person. Now, I don't know how many people are watching primary debates that are undecided, but you're thinking, man, am I going to switch from I voted for Biden? kind of begrudgingly in 2020 maybe i'm gonna go back to the republicans and you see that okay so that's interesting let's run with that because i do think there may be some folks like let's look at the auto workers right now now auto workers have had it beat in their head with a tack hammer you have to vote democrat you have to vote democrat but maybe somebody's looking around going you know what i'm out of work right now things cost 700 more per month than they were a year ago I don't really like Biden. It looks like he's on death's door. I don't like Trump either, though. So let me watch this debate and see if anybody on that stage can make my life as an auto worker better. What do you think that person said after watching it last night? I think it was an embarrassment. And I, I look, I, th- I think DeSantis... I think DeSantis did the best, but the problem is you got to behave like a belligerent idiot or you end up being like DeSantis and going the first 15 minutes when everyone's watching and he never spoke. You've got the number one challenger to Trump, and this is totally on the network and those moderators, that you let the number one challenger to Trump, the most prominent guy on stage next to Trump, and he doesn't speak for the first 15 minutes because you didn't ask him a question. So who the question is... Who does this benefit then? Who did that benefit Trump. last night? It Trump was the huge Trump. winner. Absolutely. Politically. Now, I stand behind. It, it is disturbing that he will not 
answer questions, but he'll go on in, on NBC. That's And then he's tweeting out about how awful NBC is after he just went on there. But no doubt, Trump politically was proven right. You go, look at those guys. That was a joke. Yeah, that was a mess. And I've seen some sloppy debates. I've seen some boring and bad debates. That was just a bad production. Sure. Too many people on the stage, too many moderators. The lighting was bad. The audio was bad. The whole thing, like... To quote the great Jim Mora, in my opinion, that sucked. <laughs> and Mike Pence, does, I think he has an air of superiority about what? him when he's, when he's up there. <laughs> no he way. Like he, he's all the, uh, everybody else on that stage is beneath him. That's just the way he came off to me last night. Well, y- yes. I mean, you're 100% correct. And you shouldn't just say to you, that's the way he is. Uh-huh. I mean, the guy has been a 30-year professional grifter at this point and has a- avoided, a re- successfully, give him credit for that, avoided working a real job like the plague since basically 2000. Uh, and he believes he's entitled to, because he's been told for years that he's entitled to, whatever office he desires. Now, can we both agree Pence looked like he was dead on stage? The lighting was bad. You're right. Yes. Hammer. Mike Pence yeah. was so white, he made Peyton Manning look black. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looked like some guy in a zombie movie who crawled up out of the out of the dirt. I mean, it was ridiculous. Mike Pence looked like he just saw a pair of boobies that weren't his wife's. <laughs> I just, I, look, I mean, I don't understand why Burgum is up there. I don't understand why Christie is up there. I don't. Well, well that's just, the thing, right? Like yeah. for the party that claims they hate participation trophies. Here they are letting people up there that are polling at like 2%, 3%. Get this thing down to three. Like if Donald Trump wants to play ball, fine, make it four. But really, let's be honest, you just need DeSantis, Ramaswamy, and Nikki Haley yeah, at you're, this point. You're 100% correct. I, I had thought when it started Tim Scott was going to catch fire. It hasn't happened. And if you are to October and you are still at 3 4 5%, you're – you're donezo, right? Now, it would be one thing if everybody was at 3, 4, 5, but you've got a guy at 50, and you've got DeSantis who's at 15 or whatever that no, You know, I know it fluctuates day by day, but roughly 15. You're just so far behind. You've been at it for five, six, seven months. Get off the stage. By the way, you know what they need to do? Because you got to stop these guys from talking. In Canada, they have the Mounties. You know, they're like the version of the police that ride around on the horses. Right. They have shock sticks. You may remember there was <laughs> there was actually a there was actually a professional wrestler once called the Mountie. Yes. And that was what he would do after the match. He'd beat the guy and then he'd shock him with a shock stick. They need to have a Mountie behind each one of those people. And if you talk when it's not your turn. Hit him with the shock stick. <laughs> Rob, you have been a political consultant. You've yeah. been a politician. Who's advising Mike Pence that his strategy is to be wacky? Like, Mike Pence tried to be wacky, funny Mike Pence last night, and it was painful. Uh, We have a name for these people. Uh, You may know we call them on our show the Gravy Train Brigade because they have, for the better part of whatever it's been, 25 years now, been living off of Mike Pence's success. He's kept pretty much the same circle of people. And, uh, well, this is the last stop for the Gravy Train Brigade. And these are the people who have given him stoop. Mike Pence was so charismatic at one point, he was able to overcome the stupid advice that he was given by people. But in the modern era of politics, it just it doesn't it doesn't work anymore. But Rob, if you were working for Mike Pence, right? And I, that's a big name. Whether you like him or not, let's say you were the campaign advisor to Mike Pence. Yeah. Would you 
just say what he wanted to hear, or would you tell him something he could actually use and be helpful? Well, you wouldn't work for him if you didn't tell him what you want to hear. I've told this story before when I worked under him, and you would see these things that needed changed in state government, and you would go to the people who are the people who talk directly to Pence, and you'd be telling them. It was almost like, remember in the um, with the gulags, where people would be in the gulags, and they would write to Stalin and go, if only Stalin knew he wouldn't tolerate this, he would free me from the gulags. And they would write these letters to Stalin, and Stalin would read them and chuckle because he was the person putting the people in the gulags. I used to go to Pence's people and be like, I can't believe I'm getting stonewalled here. If only Pence knew. If only Pence knew the government was this bad and inefficient, he would do something. And then you realize he put those people in the position because he wanted the government to be bad and inefficient. Off the rails. There it is. Rob Kendall with us on the Hammer and Nigel show. So let's bring it a little closer to home here. A uh, lot of stuff going on. We got the mayor's race right now. Nigel and I were on the air yesterday, and you know we're talking about the mayor's race, and we get this text message from you that you got a mailer, you know, in your mailbox from Jefferson Shreve, and even though probably against his will, against his belief, he's running ads asking where Joe Hogsett was, finally getting around to it. He's still mailing out things that are control. talking about gun control. Yeah, you know, on our email system here at work, uh, you, you get an email and it'll ping. And my email just starts pinging. And it's multiple people in Indianapolis sending me these mailers they're getting. So it's new. It's not like, hey, I got this, you know, a month and a half ago and the guy's learned his lesson. He, he has sent out a new mailer in which the focal point of the mailer, it is all about the illegal gun grab. It's the, the raising the age to buy the firearm. It's the banning of the assault weapon. It's the same song and dance that no, no permitless carry. It's the same song and dance that got him in hot water, whatever that was, a month and a half, two months ago. And he's like... Blank me, blank you. Here's another million dollars on a mailer telling people I want to confiscate your guns. I mean, it's so ridiculous. You're finally running commercials that are asking where Joe Hogsett was, because I think that's a big deal. But your mailers say, but that's not really what I want to talk about. What I really want to talk about is how I'm going to screw over law-abiding citizens. Well, and remember at the time, because you're obviously a voter in Marion County, you and I kind of went back and forth on, well, I'm not going to lose my mind yet because maybe it's just a wink and a nod and he doesn't intend to enforce it and it's bad, yes, but I'm not going to blow up yet over it. It is the centerpiece of his campaign, the centerpiece of the supposedly Republican nominee for mayor of Indianapolis. The centerpiece of his campaign is not where was Joe Hogsett during the riots, not going after the crappy job he's done enforcing crime in the city. It is going after law abiding gun owners. And he's lying. He's just lying to the people of Marion County because he cannot change these laws. He cannot make this happen. He is lying and going after law abiding citizens. Going off the rails with Rob Kendall, uh, was listening to the Kendall and Casey show earlier this morning. You had a pretty good one on um, uh, Holcomb and the interview he did in the IBJ and how he slept well at night during COVID. <laughs> oh, all the decisions he's making were just, he was fine with everything. Kind of kind of run us through that. What was that article? And I mean, there's this dumb Twitter picture of Holcomb getting his flu shot and his COVID <laughs> vaccine shot and saying, I'm protecting myself and I'm protecting others. Protecting uh, others. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is just so unbelievable. I mean, it's totally believable. But so he gets asked by, I guess it was IBJ, hey, do you have any regrets about, you know, putting a million people out of work, closing tens of thousands of businesses, calling people a human petri dish? You know, even if, do you have any regrets? And he goes, oh no, 
No, absolutely not. I I slept very, very well at night. And here was what I thought the most interesting thing about this was. And Craig, who's filling in for Tony on the Morning Show, said this. He claims it was so hard for him because he had different people telling him different things. Well, that's wild and wacky because during those press conferences, which is why he called the people the human petri dish, the science was settled and the lockdowns and the business closures and all and the mass mandates were all about the science. But now he's trying to claim, oh, it it was so hard. And I had people, you know, telling me different things and nobody knew. Well, either Eric Holcomb then or Eric Holcomb now is lying because he's totally contradicted himself. And I know you've been talking about this for a while. And now I totally get it because I'm a Marion County voter here. A message has to be sent to Indiana Republican Party that your base is not going to tolerate the Holcombs and the Jefferson Shreves. We're not going to change our values because you guys can't win elections. And listen, I'm just one vote. Rob, you're just one vote. But if you don't get your act together... I'm not saying I'm voting for the Democrat. I might just not vote. I'll write somebody in. Yeah, majority of my ballot every year gets left blank because votes are earned. But think about this. If you'd put a million people out of work and you'd close tens of thousands of businesses and you can't prove you saved one single solitary life. Eric Holcomb can't prove he saved one single solitary life. We can prove he put some people out of business. and 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 you can prove people died from suicide and drug addiction and everything else. Wouldn't you say, hey, I did the best I could. There's some areas where I failed. We'd like to do better next time. We got to evaluate this. No, I slept great. Yeah, you're right, a-hole. You did sleep great in your taxpayer-funded house with your six-figure salary. What's coming up on your big show tomorrow? Well, apparently, artificial intelligence has drawn Marilyn Monroe at 98 years old, what she looked like today. You boys want to talk about a buzzkill. Get ready, pal. <laughs> that's well, what we have to look forward that's to. That's what we have to look forward to. Way to crap all over our Friday, Rob. Good God. Ryder Cup in your house, 1.30. Here I come. Special thanks to... Garage Doors of Indianapolis. He's off the rails. It's Rob Kendall. This is the Hammer and Nigel Show.